You're listening to the It's Her Time podcast with Cody and Jess. Welcome back. Today's episode is going to be hopefully life-changing and life-saving for many of you. We have Dr. Corinne Ellsworth Beaumont on today. She is the founder and CEO of the nonprofit Know Your Lemons Foundation. And what she is passionate about is not just teaching about breast cancer awareness, which is great, but she goes into how important it is to have the right education and to teach women what to look for. So today we're going to go over the specific signs of breast cancer, and each of us are going to walk away from this episode knowing better about how to take care of our own breast health. I can't wait to get into this episode and for you guys, girls to learn more from her. But before we do that, let's go in with Jess for Mixers Girls Say. And today we're doing some fun reviews, Mixers reviews. I know that a lot of you listeners are here for education and great listens because the our, we love our It's Her Time podcast and we love to have great conversations on here but we do have incredible products as well. And so we want to have you know about some of our reviews. Yeah. And these are reviews that you guys have left on this podcast. So you girls know how much we love and appreciate you um, sharing these reviews. They help a lot. So Noelle Nat says, I have loved the Mixers products I have tried. And now that I found the podcast, I'm learning so much about the science behind this. I'm so grateful to know it. That's, That's something that when women unlock some more knowledge mm-hmm. about their bodies and their health and how they work. It's so empowering. And then our products just really plug in. And it, yeah. yeah. I love that too, because I feel like as a company, mm-hmm. you'll agree. I know because you and I talk about this all the time. Our passion is to be the place that people, that women come to, mm-hmm. to not only have great products that are available that can be used as an amazing tool to help support our health and our happiness and all that, but also to be the community and to be the place where you can learn about your bodies mm-hmm. and you can learn about your health and you can feel empowered and supported and not alone and all of that. So mm-hmm. we love that we are able to do these podcasts and that you guys are enjoying the content. I love it. This is from Deb Rubio. She says, I started my health journey a few months ago and I've listened to so many different podcasts, but It's Her Time is on my favorite list. Two fun women who share so many interesting facts and studies in every single podcast. Their intro chat always makes me smile and laugh. That's good because we're always like, (laughs) we are so embarrassing. Um, And they share a passion for women's well-being. I can't wait to try more of the products. Yay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So nice. Um, Then... I'm actually going to share. Should I share the story about what, what someone you, told me the other day? I would love to hear this. Okay. I don't know what you're going to share. Well, this is a her time in real life testimonial. Okay. Are you awesome. ready? I'm so ready. So I was stopped the other day at my son's soccer game. Mm-hmm. A woman came up to me and she's like, I just have to tell you something. Can I talk to you about something? I'm like, of course. And she told me that she had been struggling with infertility Mm -hmm. for 10 years. Um, This is very common for us to hear Mm -hmm. a lot about infertility journeys with women. It's very um, heartbreaking. Um, But she told me that she finally got to the point after 10 years where she just felt like she couldn't take it anymore. She stopped doing all the treatments. She stopped all the medications and everything like that. And by the way, this is not me recommending to do this. Mm -hmm. This is just her personal experience that she shared with me. Um, And she said that she's been using her time for six months, just wanted to try in a natural way to get her hormones back from just quite that journey, uh, her hormone health back. Mm -hmm. Um, 
She's been using her time for six months and she got pregnant. Yay. I am not saying that it was us. No. No, but I'm saying she had a positive experience using it's her time mm-hmm. in her journey. So yeah, because we're we're not going to give medical advice on nope. this. So you just know. But if you think through all of the episodes that we've talked about and what the things that support fertility, um, there's a lot of stressful things that a lot of women do and go through, and it's heartbreaking. It's hard, and it's a miracle, and it's all these good and bad, you know, mm-hmm. things that people women do in order to conceive, right? But it does wreak havoc on your hormone health, and um, in order to have like a nice fertile environment for a baby to grow. You you need hormone balance mm-hmm. and you need to feel safe. Your body needs to feel like there's balance and that mm-hmm. there's safety. And again, where that comes from is from getting the nutrients that our body needs. When you have all those nutrients, your body's like, I everything's going great right now because mm-hmm. I have everything I need. It's all the building blocks. And when you have all those nutrients, that helps to um, support hormone balance. Particularly, it helps to produce progesterone production, which is absolutely needed in order to conceive. Well, that's some of our reviews. Now let's go into the episode. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science, and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com. M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Okay. Today's episode, like I said, is with Corinne of Know Your Lemons. I'm very excited for you girls to get to know her and to know what her cause is all about because I feel like it's something that has been needed out there. And Corinne is just full of just amazing knowledge that she's going to share with us today. Corinne, say hi to everybody. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hello. Oh, great. Yes. So I am Corinne Beaumont. Um, I am the CEO and founder of the Know Your Lemons Foundation, and we save lives from breast cancer. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love the name. It's a great business to be in. (laughs) It is. Saving lives, I would say. Yeah. You're like a little superhero. So yeah. And I love your your name. It was what kind of caught my attention at first. And so tell me how you kind of came up with the name Know Your Lemons. Yeah. So we use lemons as a substitute for breasts. So a visual metaphor for breasts so that we can explain symptoms without having to show actual breasts. Great. So it helps us overcome taboo taboo issues, censorship issues, um, all kinds of things like that. And so our, our goal is to help you know your lemons, help you know your breasts. So that way, if you ever notice a change, you're confident and know exactly what to do about it so that you can get it investigated. Yeah. And how would you say, like, do you think the majority of women know their lemons? No, no. Like, right. <laughs> I, it's so true. I feel like we've been, we've heard this forever, you know, basically since we grew our little breast buds, you know, they're like, you yeah. need to do breast exams, especially as we start getting into our like later thirties and into our forties and fifties and so on. It becomes more of a part of our maybe um, checkups and things like that. And um, well visits, but it's so important for us to get to know our individual breasts, right? Like our own breasts. Would mm-hmm. you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, as women, we're not encouraged very much to know our own bodies. It's just not part of the health messages that we get in 
in school or, or in society, really. And so, you know, you know, we learn about every part in the body in school except for breasts, right? I know. We learn how eyes work. <laughs> we learn how kidneys work. We we know where the testes are located, right? We know the ovaries are there, that sort of thing. But like, if you go back into your like textbooks for health, you won't see any diagrams that include people's bodies that have breasts on them. It's they're so just, true. They're just missing. And and like a few years ago there was an image that went viral that was showing what breast anatomy looked like. And people were going crazy. They're like, I had no idea that this is what the inside of the breast looked like. And it's because no one was ever seen this because the idea was, we, we don't need to talk about it because not everyone has breasts. Well, actually half of people have breasts, mm-hmm. right? Well, and so- Men do too, so, but so, yes, not in yeah. the same way, but yes. Yeah, ex- exactly. So so it's it's about- making sure that that we understand what our bodies are and being able to recognize what's normal for us. So that way, if we notice a change, we go, Hey, that's not normal for me. And, 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 and then we know what to do about it. So right, yeah. right now, just 2% of women know all the signs of breast cancer. Wow. That's a really low number. Yeah. So that's that's part of our mission. Yeah. Well, it's a huge mission, but I'm glad that you guys are doing what you're doing so that we can help educate. And that's why I'm so excited to have you on this podcast with us. But, you know, I've I've even experienced it, you know, on the It's Her Time podcast, we talk and with mixers, we talk about taboo topics. And it's so funny. We are um we're creating something. I can't, I can't give you all the details on this, but we're creating something and it is involving different graphics, okay, of the female body. And it was so funny that all of the like resistance we had to any of the drawings that we had of female breasts. So you're so right. Like, it's just like, (laughs) here we are. You would think in these days, like we would be a little more open and a little more brave and like, not so like um, immature, I guess, when it comes to looking at, especially a drawing of some breasts. So lemons work really well. And that's, you know, I think a really great way to go makes people feel a little bit more comfortable because they need to learn what you're going to teach us today. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, when you talk about the challenges and being able to visualize parts of, of women's bodies, right. Um, you know, with, with breasts, they're so sexualized mm-hmm. that it, it says, no, breasts aren't about, you know, feeding children or, you know, it, it's only about sex. So because it's only about sex, no one can look at them. No one can talk about it. And that's, that's the cloud that's been over breast cancer awareness for a long time. We show these pink ribbons, Mm -hmm. but we're not showing symptoms. We're not showing what breast anatomy looks like because a a pink ribbon just represents the concept, but it's not actually giving us education or information. So what we do is we say pink ribbons are great. Pink ribbons help raise awareness that breast cancer is a disease that needs to be discussed and fundraised for and we're like, now let's go to the next level. And instead of just being aware of breast cancer exists, let's be educated about our own breasts and what our own risk levels are and when we should be getting mammograms because that, that's the thing that actually saves lives. So the, the biggest factor in being able to survive breast cancer is the stage it's found in. So when it's found in stage one, survival rates are 99%. And if it's found in stage four, so that's the, the most advanced stage of breast cancer, 
that's when it has left the breast, it's gone to other parts of the body, then survival rates are significantly lower. And in fact, it becomes a lifelong illness at that point, because once it's left the breast, that's not something that can be cured. So our goal is to help women do all the things that they can to give them the best chance possible to be diagnosed in early stages of breast cancer rather than that that last stage of breast cancer. It's so true. Now, I have a personal experience with this. Um, When I was in my 20s, I actually felt a lump and I went to go and get a mammogram. And I remember like having to convince people that I, even though I was in my 20s, that I needed a mammogram. That was a little strange, but then me going and getting the mammogram, luckily we discovered it was nothing to be worried about, but that actually inspired my older sister. Who's just five years older than me. So she was early 30. She was 32 and she went and got a mammogram and, and it turned out to be stage four breast cancer. I mean, 32 years old is yeah, very, very young and not something that is even ever on your mind at that age. And so on your radar. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I, I think that this is an important part of our conversation today too. Not just, you know, being aware and like thinking about, but like not thinking that it's something that you don't have to worry about until you get older. Like, I feel like it seems like there's a lot of people out there that aren't paying attention because they don't think they need to pay attention to their own breasts and their own breast health and texture and all the things you're going to teach us about today. But it is important for us to like from the beginning and, and you moms, Teach your daughters, you know, how important it is to do mm-hmm. self-breast examinations because um, luckily with my sister, I can give you the good news with her. She um, she still has stage four breast cancer. It did spread everywhere all over her body. She had double mastectomy um, and she still has to go to chemo every single week to help, you know, control this, mm-hmm. but she's still here. She was given three months to live and that was 20 years ago. So She's like that a, is, yeah, she's a huge that success is a story. Miracle. That is amazing. Yeah. Yes. I know. And, and treatment have come such a long way. That they really have. Sure. So it's a miracle. And it's something that if we didn't, like, I don't, if I hadn't gone, she wouldn't have gone and it could have been a totally different outcome. So, so Corinne, will you just kind of, let's just dive in to the education uh-huh. side of this and, and help us, you know, listeners kind of learn what it is that we need to be looking for, because sometimes we just go through the little motions, but we're not even really sure exactly. Like we're thinking we're supposed to just find this lump or something, but there's lots of things that we need to be looking for. Can you share what those are? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about self-exams and how to do them the right way. So what we're taught is do a self-exam and fill for a lump, but we're not told what a cancerous lump usually feels like. And our breasts aren't just sacks of fat. There's stuff inside there yeah. <laughs> to, to, to produce milk. So our breasts are lumpy. There's anatomy inside of there, right? So this can be a really confusing message if you're told, feel for a lump and you're expecting, oh, breasts are just these empty vessels. And, and then you come across things where you can fill lumps. And, and that's actually normal. It's normal to fill um normal lumps. And, and we'll talk about this, the difference between how those, how a, a good lump feels like and, and a not so good lump feels like, but it's good to understand breast cycles. So breast cycles are your, the way your breasts respond to your menstrual cycle. So you have like your period for a certain number of days. And then a couple of days after your period ends is the optimal window to be doing a self-exam. 
And the reason for that is because you've got low estrogen and low progesterone in your body at that point in the cycle. And this is where your breasts are going to be the most normal that they're going to be is that that time of the month. Now, if you don't menstruate anymore, then just do it the the first day of each month is what we tell people because we're like, fill it on the first. That's really easy to remember. So we have an app that's free. It's called the Know Your Lemons app. And you can set up the period tracker on the app. We don't collect any data. We're not into that. Um, And it will remind you at the optimal time to do a self-exam every month. Um, And so after this kind of window, it's about like five days where pretty consistently your breasts are going to be, quote, normal for, for your menstrual cycle. And then after that, the estrogen ramps up because your body is preparing for potential pregnancy, right? And then the last half of your cycle is where progesterone comes in. And that can really make breasts lumpy. Um, it can make them tender. So if you've ever noticed that your, your breasts just feel tender or you feel like some pain, that's usually when we fill our breasts because they say, oh, it hurts on this side, right? Mm-hmm. So then, then we're filling it and then we notice some lumps and then we're like, is this something? Is this not something? And then a couple of weeks later, the lump goes away. And then we go, what was that? And then like, okay, so I'm supposed to be doing self-exams. And sometimes I notice a lump and sometimes there isn't a lump there and it gets really confusing. So if you don't understand breast cycles and the fact that lumps come and go, and that's normal just because of swelling inside our breast anatomy, then it can be a really confusing experience. And this is why a lot of women stop doing self-exams because they do it during that lumpy tender part of their exam, because that's when our our breasts kind of get more attention because we're like, this doesn't feel so great. Then then it gets confusing. So knowing your breast cycle, knowing when to do self-exams in that window, also do your mammogram in that window. For, For those of you who have gone to get mammograms already, you'll notice that when you call to book your screening appointment, they'll ask you, when was your last period? The reason why they're asking you that is because of breast cycles, but no one explains this to us. So knowing about breast cycles is like step one of doing a self-exam is knowing when to do, when to do it. Perfect. Um, So the, the next part is knowing what each part of the breast feels like. So I won't go into a lot of detail here because I would really love for you to do your self-exam with Mona Lisa on our app. So she is your breast self-exam coach. It's about 14 minutes and you listen to her as she talks you through each part of the breast and what each part of the breast feels like. Cause some parts of the breast are naturally lumpy and some parts of the breast aren't so much. So by doing that, it can help you map out your own landscape. And what I recommend doing is using the notes application of your phone and you just kind of like type in, this is what I've noticed is normal for me. Like I, like, this is what my anatomy is like, like this breast is bigger than the other breast, you know, those sorts of things is really useful. Um, and then there are three positions to do for a self-exam. So as you're listening along, you know, if, if you're driving, maybe wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, wait later to try this out. But what I'd love for everyone to do is to put their hand like behind their head. Okay. And that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the first kind of normal position that we're used to. So you're laying mm-hmm. down with your hand behind your head, but notice when you put your arm down and you put your arm up again, you can feel that pectoral muscle stretch. Mm-hmm. All right. So what that's doing is it's flattening the landscape. We're using gravity when we're laying down to lay everything flat. 
and then and then you fill around. So the area that you fill around in is not just the part that your bra holds. It's actually up into your armpit, up to the top of your collarbone and to the bottom of your rib cage. That is the whole chest area. The reason for that is because that's where lymph nodes are located. So breast cancer has a fairly predictable way of 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 spreading. Um, and when when there is cancer in the breast, lymph nodes next to that cancer can swell because they're they're doing their job mm-hmm. to fight the cancer, right? So if you notice like a like swollen part in your collarbone, then that could be something to let a doctor know, right? So the lymph system is responsible for lots of things, not just guarding against breast cancer spread, right? So right. If, if you notice something swelling, let's not jump to conclusions, but just know that that is one, one of the reasons and why you should be filling in that whole area. You also have breast tissue that extends up into your armpit. So like, like people who get mastectomies who have their breasts removed, they still have breast tissue up into their armpit because we can't remove absolutely everything. We, we need to be able to move our arms around and, you know, things like that. So, so that's, that's, that's the place to look. The second position for a self-exam, um, and if, if you want to stand up and, and try this with me, <laughs> maybe not while you're in front of the microphone, but I'll is to you. do a candy shape. Okay. All right. So yeah. So for people watching on video, okay, this, this is what we're doing. So, so you stand up okay, and then you lean forward in like a candy cane shape okay. and you just let your arms hang down. So she's and arching her back. Is- she's arching her back yes. for those that aren't watching. Yeah. I'm marching my back and, and, and what you do is you, you lean forward and this is using gravity to pull everything away from the rib cage. Got it. And what you'll notice is that it's just giving you a different landscape to check your breasts, yeah. right? So if, if the only time, the only way you ever do self-exam is if you're lying flat, you're always feeling that landscape. But if you go forward you might feel a lump that's kind of closer to the rib cage, just a little bit easier to feel because you're pulling all the, the breast tissue forward with gravity yeah. and your muscles are relaxed. So everything is loose. I have never seen that or heard of that position. So I'm so excited that you just shared that with us. Yeah. Yes. So, so don't, don't forget your candy cane. Yeah. Yeah. She's literally <laughs> was standing. So easy to do in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. She just was literally standing up just for those that aren't necessarily watching because we have a lot of people that only listen audio, but she was literally yeah. like standing. And as if you're reaching towards your toes, she kind of arched her back mm-hmm. and let her arms hang down. So she, that's what she's meaning by the shape of a candy cane. So yes, you're saying like in the shower, this is a really good place to do that private too. So like somebody walks in, you're like, yeah. like that's weird position, but who cares anyways? But yeah, continue. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. <laughs> no, that that's great. And then, and then the third thing you do is you look, you stand in front of a mirror to see if there are any visible changes. And, and that's where we'll start to talk about the 12 symptoms of breast cancer, because there's not just a lump. There's not just three or four symptoms. There's actually 12, wow. 12 symptoms of breast cancer that we need to know about. Okay. Um, so to to do the visual check in the mirror, I mean, it doesn't have to take long at all, but what you would do is you'd, you'd raise your hands up high okay. and then you would look to see what the symmetry is like. So nature doesn't do symmetry. So none of us have two breasts that are exactly the, the, the same size. That's normal. It's just knowing what your normal is. Some of us are born with inverted nipples and that's fine too. But if you notice a change in your nipple, 
if you notice that that it's starting to become inverted and it wasn't that way before, then that can be a symptom of breast cancer. So I've, I've got this visual here in front of me. And what I would recommend is that when you're on the Know Your Lemons app, you could pull up all 12 symptoms of these breast of, of breast cancer so you can see what each of these things looks like because I can describe them over audio, but until you see the mm-hmm. image, it's not really like going to fully click. So you know, really get get the Know Your Lemons app to, to look at this. Yes. So, and listeners, we're going to put that in the link in our show notes so that you have access to it so that you can even pause this episode and just go download that app and then go along with what Corinne is teaching us. But if you're driving or, you know, doing something else that's yeah. making it hard <laughs> to do that, just come go back to that and you'll kind of remember the things that she's sharing with us. And as you go through the app, it'll make more sense for you. Awesome. Okay, so the first lump I'll talk about is is a hard lump, which is the most common sign of breast cancer. And the way we describe it is that cancerous lump often feels hard like a lemon seed, mm. and it's usually immovable. So when it comes to bodies, we can never say 100% of the time, it always feels like this, right? We can say most of the time, a cancerous lump often feels hard and immovable. And then the other lumps in your breast that are normal feel like soft cooked peas or soft cooked beans. Um, that is your, your lymph nodes and, and your milk lobes. So that's, that's pretty typical. That's pretty normal. Um, the next symptom is feeling a thick area in your breast. So some people describe it as Maybe your skin feels like it's a millimeter thick, right? It's really thin. But when you have a thickening of the breast, this is when cancer is happening toward toward the surface of the skin. People say, actually, it feels like it's a centimeter thick now. It's like a quarter of an inch or something like that. So it's just, you notice something feels different than the rest of the breast. So that that's that's a thick area. The next one is a dimple. So, you know, we have dimples on our face, mm-hmm. but if you notice the dimple in your breast, that can either be cellulite, which is really common. It could be something from your clothing where it's left a temporary indent on the breast, right? And then that, that just goes away. But if you notice a dimple showing up, it's because if, if it's cancer, it's because there's a tumor deep inside the breast that is pulling the skin in toward itself. Got it. Okay. And and that that will change the shape of your breast. And the the way to check for a dimple is to look in the mirror and put your hands up above your head and then slowly lower them. Mm. And then you'll see, does all of my breast skin move with me as I yeah. move my arms? Makes sense. And, and, and you'll notice, hey, actually, there's this one part of my breast that kind of stays there. Mm. So that's 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 a really good one to know. The next one is a change in your nipple skin. So like, like a nipple crust, it's um, maybe a bit scabby, scaly. This could be eczema, right? It can be a natural result of breastfeeding, right? Breastfeeding has tons of breast changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's not for any of these reasons, and that's something to get, to get looked at, this is a type of breast, con- type of breast cancer called Paget's disease where the cancer um, starts in the nipple of the breast. And it's just right on the tip of the nipple, not on the areola, or is it both? Yeah, the, the nipple, the areola, that whole, that whole area. That whole region. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and we show a picture of what this looks like on the app. Okay. And then red redness 
um, change in color somewhere on the breast. Some people say it almost kind of looks like a purple bruise sometimes, um, or, or it feeling hot. Um, sometimes people say that it just felt like this burning sensation in my breast that didn't make sense and it, it wasn't going away. Um, another one is unexpected fluid. So you're not breastfeeding and you're noticing like nipple discharge, um, that's like milky, um, or clear or has some blood in it, then that would be something to have checked out as well. Um, an advanced stage of breast cancer would be skin sores. Um, there will be a lot of symptoms that show up before skin sores mm-hmm. make their appearance, but that's when um, the cancer has grown to the point that it's starting to kind of eat through the skin um, and you start to have these open wounds. So that's that's an advanced sign of breast cancer. Um, another one is a bump. So that's when you have a lump that's on the surface of the breast. Another one is growing veins. And so what can happen is if there's a tumor inside the breast, the veins will enlarge to accommodate the additional blood supply demand for that tumor. Um, There are lots of reasons for enlarged veins, like breastfeeding has a lot of enlarged veins, right? Because there's there's a lot going on then. There's something else called Mondra's disease that's not cancer. So again, it's just good to have these things checked out. Um, an inverted or a sunken nipple can be a symptom of breast cancer, as I described before. It's kind of like the same thing as a dimple, but it's happening underneath the nipple. And then changes in shape or size. So if you notice one breast suddenly gets larger than the other or suddenly falls and the other one's not, then that's something to look at because cancer can change the shape of the breast. And then the last one, the 12th sign of breast cancer I'll mention, is something called Pudorage, which is French for orange peel. And it's when the surface of your skin looks dimpled like an orange peel does. And that may or may not change color with it, but you'll you'll notice that you'll have all these little kind of tiny, tiny little dimples that look like the surface of, of an orange peel. So that th- those are the 12 signs so to know about for yeah. breast cancer. So interesting. And um, some things that I think could happen so easily and you would just miss it. You know, you wouldn't even notice that there was anything going on. So to have this like comprehensive list of things that we should be looking for on a regular basis and then understanding breast cycles and things like that. I just feel like this is going to be so empowering. Do you recommend that? um, Because I, I guess my question is, do all of these symptoms, are they always present when there is breast cancer or is there sometimes when you go and, you know, maybe get a mammogram or something, you had none of these symptoms and there's still maybe breast cancer present. Is that the case or are there always these yes. symptoms that, that show up? Yeah, no. It, so a mammogram can find a cancerous lump before it can be felt. So this is why mammograms are so important. And, and I know um, here in Utah where we're based, Utah is in the bottom five of the country for mammogram screening rates. Hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know why that is. We we, we should be doing better. Yeah, <laughs> than, we should. We, are. we should be doing and, better. And, you know, and, and so the reason for that is a couple of things, I think. One is that I think as women, we tend to worry about other people's health over our own first. And so we put things off like a mammogram appointment. The other one is that, a lot of people think, oh, breast cancer doesn't run in my family. So this really isn't a health concern I need to pay attention to. 
But what I'm about to say is going to surprise a lot of people, which is just 15% of people diagnosed with breast cancer have a family history of it. Yep. So 85% of people diagnosed with breast cancer are the very first in their family to get it. So just being a woman and getting older puts you at risk. So it's really, really important to get to get a mammogram. So I'm going to demonstrate the different um, sizes of a lump that are found through different things. I love to do interactive things. So while you're listening, if you can raise your hand and put your three middle fingers together, okay. this is the average size of a lump, about the width of three fingers for a lump that's found by doing nothing. So it's just accidentally discovered in the shower or while getting dressed or or a spouse or partner or something like that has has noticed this this lump, right? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big size. That is. Yeah, I'm surprised. That's, that's the average size lump found by accident. Okay. Now if you hold up your thumb, okay. This the width of your thumb is the average size lump found through regular self-exam. Okay. So so if you hold up your three fingers and your thumb, mm-hmm. That is a massive difference, yeah, it's, right? Yeah, it's like a so, third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then if you hold up your index finger, the average size lump found with one mammogram is the width of your index finger, mm-hmm. which is much smaller. But then finally, if you hold up your pinky, the average size of a lump found through multiple mammograms to compare. So they're able to look through previous mammograms and go, Actually, that wasn't there last mm-hmm. time. And it's much easier to notice changes when you have something to compare to, right? Is the width of your pinky finger. So the average size lump found through like someone who does regular mammograms mm-hmm. is the width of a pinky finger. So just be thinking about that, that the that your breast health is in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And, and and the only one that can make these things happen is you whether that's having the conversation with your doctor to say, I've noticed something or having the conversation with your doctor to say, Hey, I want to talk to you about my, my risk for breast cancer and what screening plan I should be on. And we can help you with that conversation with the app. So we have this risk assessment form. Um, It asks you, I think about 25 questions, depending on how you answer with things. And it will, create a customized screening plan for you that you can take to your doctor and it will explain this is why you're being recommended these things. And then it will tell you if maybe you need to get mammograms earlier than the general population because of some risk factors that you have for breast cancer. It will set up reminders for you to get mammograms. You can book a mammogram right on the app. Wow. Um, there's just no excuse with the app yeah. to forget yourself exams anymore, to not know when you should be getting a mammogram, those types of things. Um, and it explains how to prepare for each test too, and the process for diagnosing a symptom. So the most common story that we hear from women when they're talking to us about how we helped them get diagnosed early is that they saw the 12 signs of breast cancer. And a week later or two years later, they notice a change in their breasts and then they remember our image because it's it's quite memorable to see these 12 lemons in an egg carton explaining all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, and then they say, you know what? This is something I know that needs to be looked at. I'm not going to put it off. I'm going to go into the doctor and, and make an appointment so that this can get investigated. And they go to the doctor and a lot of times the doctor will say, ah, oh, you're too young. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you, it, it's probably nothing. Um, why don't you go back home? And then if it gets worse, come back and then, then we'll discuss it. But women have said, there was just something that just didn't sit right with me. And that is the common thread in all these stories. Like trust your instincts. If something just seems off to you, then it's your job to be the one to advocate for yourself because your doctor's job isn't to advocate for what you need because you know your body the best, yes, right? Yes, for sure. So, so, so knowing to say, actually, I would like to get a mammogram and ultrasound to investigate what this is. I just, I, I would have much better peace of mind knowing that testing had been done to investigate what I'm feeling, you know, that sort of thing. And, and in the app, we have a sample conversation that you have with your doctor because they'll want to know certain things about the symptom, like how long it's been around. Does it come and go with your period? Um, you know, where is it located? You know, those sorts of things. So if you have that information to hand, it makes it so much easier for the physician to understand what's happening in your body because you're communicating it well. And then knowing that you can clearly ask for those things. Um, has made all the difference in women being able to get diagnosed early. Cause they said, without this app, without this information, I would have never known what I had was a sign of breast cancer, or I wouldn't have known I needed to get mammograms earlier because of this risk or, you know, or it just made me feel more confident in my breast health because I understood what I was feeling around for a self-exam. So most people are not going to get breast cancer in their lifetime, but there's definitely a benefit to knowing our bodies and knowing that we're taking care of ourselves and that and that we're doing our best and spreading that information on to our family and friends and and our children that's really important. Yes, absolutely and it's incredible this tool that you have created. I want you to tell the audience a little bit about how amazing this app is. It's gotten a lot of great recognition which is so deserved. Yeah. Um so you've put a lot of time and energy into creating something that is so helpful and effective and I love that it's getting some recognition but I want the girls that are listening today to know when you go download this app you're you're downloading a really good one. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So, um, so I, 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 my background is I'm a designer and, and how I founded the charity was that both of my grandmothers died from breast cancer and a really close friend. And so I ended up, um, quitting my job as a professor in London. I, I was teaching in the business school after my dear friend passed away. Um, and I had developed this campaign as part of my PhD work and how to communicate with patients. And so I started it with my savings. I was a single mom with a one and a half year old and just took the leap. So I, I left my reliable job and just focused on this because my passion is I don't want women to get diagnosed later than, than they should be just because they didn't have the information or they just didn't feel confident in what to do. So this app is meant to help people guide them individually so they know exactly what information is meant for them for their particular bodies their particular situation it works for men and women um and this year it was named one of the top five health and fitness apps yay by the webby awards that's like the oscars of the internet it's <laughs> huge so to, to give you to give you a sense who we were named alongside was apple fitness yeah their app nike fitness app warby parker and kaiser permanente um, you know, and we're just this little charity that exists on people's donations and being willing to, you know, sponsor us and, you know, mixers as well is, is a big part of 
of helping us this month. We're so excited about that. Um, but you know, these donations is what funds the app. We don't sell people's data to make money. We want it to be funded by the people who who use it. So the this app, I know people will be saying, hey, get this app, I get this app, you know. But people have said, if I hadn't downloaded this app, I wouldn't be around today. Yeah. Because that's the cool thing. It's free, it's fun to use, it's really well designed. Um, and it's it's something that should be on your phone. Yeah. So, you know, right after this podcast, if you don't have it on your phone yet, you need to get this app on your phone. Again, it's free and it's supported by you. It's designed by women for women. And we we just want to to change the picture of breast cancer starting with you. Oh, I love it. And I'm just so proud of you guys. I mean, I'm really, I feel honored that we at Mixers get to team up with you. This is, um, we care so much about women's health. This is something that obviously we're just as passionate about. And um, I just love to see other women-owned businesses. I mean, that's a little plus there. Women, you know, can they, we, I don't know. Go women. That's all I'm saying with that. It's just yeah. a, like, we exactly. need to be our own best advocates. And there's just something, there's like a lot of heart. I feel like women put into, you know, what they're doing. And so I can tell like what you're doing is you're motivated by um, a sincere, like concern and care for women's health. And I love that. And so that's why I feel like we easily want to partner with you. Can you please share with us, Corinne, how, if women are listening to this and or watching this, how can they like contribute? Is there a way that they can um, donate to your cause? Yes, absolutely. So you can donate right on the app. We, we make it really simple. You can also go to our website, which is knowyourlemons.org. Um, and we also have information there on how people can volunteer. So we also have an online training course where we train volunteers to become Know Your Lemons educators in their community. Um, and right now we have over 500 educators in 55 countries wow. teaching our stuff in 32 languages. So all the donations help us reach more people by expanding to more languages, helping fund our training program, that sort of thing. Um, and then we're also launching this exciting thing this year, which we're so thrilled about called Breast School. And that is to help get breast health lessons into high schools. So we have lesson plans for high school teachers that they can use to talk about breast health in a way that's that doesn't show breasts. It's not intimidating. It's just about, let's talk about the facts of, of breast cancer. And so when people donate, it can help with those programs, but also we need help in getting the word out. So as a charity, we do not have the same marketing budget as Apple and Nike. And that's why you've not heard of our app until this podcast today, <laughs> but you are our marketing budget. So you telling family and friends about the app is how we grow. So exciting. You donating to help us do that. You talking to your high school health teacher and saying, hey, are you teaching breast health? Because Know Your Lemons has something that you can use. And I think that's really important for you to know about. Following us on social media, we're at Know Your Lemons on every platform. And so many people have said, because my friend shared the 12 signs of breast cancer image on social media, 
that's why I got diagnosed. It's so there's so many simple ways people can get involved. This community is going to get involved. I just know it. We are filled with so many women that just have such big hearts. And so women, I'm going to put all of the information in our show notes. Corinne, thank you so much for being a guest on the It's Her Time podcast. We love having you and love all of the information that's life-saving, seriously. So thank you so much, girls. Thanks for tuning in. Please share this episode with the girls in your life because sharing is caring and get involved. Do your own breast exams, but spread the word. Tell the girls in your life that they need to do this too. You can make it a party or something. So until next week, we hope you have a very happy and healthy week and we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. Bye. Bye.